We have just recorded a podcast from Daniel's house on the biggest day of his adult life. Scotland are about to play in a major tournament for the first time since Daniel was seven years old. He's very excited about it. So I came over and we got this podcast in the in the can before any dreams are ruined or before um, before the wheels come off the bus if it goes well. So enjoy the podcast. Check in on the result just to see how it went. And um, thank you to everybody who signed up to Patreon. Um, you've you've driven the podcast. You've gotten it this far. So thank you for all of the support and everybody else that's listening to this on Spotify or iTunes or Podbean. Uh, consider signing up to our Patreon, getting an extra episode every week and some also some other bonus stuff. And uh, enjoy. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head to make you laugh. <laughs> They said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9-11? You arrived late and didn't do your homework, didn't you? Have you started the podcast where I'm writing me dad jokes? Just saying. You arrived wow. late. You arrived wow. late. You arrived late and you hadn't done your homework. Fuck if this was a bed here. Nah, not the teacher. No, no. <laughs> you know what? Turning up at school at night doesn't mean your teacher's pet. It just makes you a student. <laughs> <laughs> like if, like, if you turn up ma- early, ma- you're ma- the teacher's pet. Miss Kai's late. You are late. Fucking <laughs> late. I got smashed yesterday. Uh huh. Aye, it's the Euros and there's a football game on. By the way, Merry Christmas. Aye. This is probably the biggest day of your life since I've known you. And I have been with you the day of your first ever DVD recording. Yeah. When I ran into your room and jumped on your bed and banged my head on the ceiling, remember that? Oh, yeah. Remember you were like, here's a camera, if you wake up before me, it doesn't matter if you're different, but if you wake up before me, come and get a video of you waking us up, just in case we do any kind of like bonus footage. Did I ask that? Ah, you were 19. Oh, okay. You know, you're a bit of a muggle. I hadn't discovered what muggles are yet. But, but when <laughs> I hadn't self-reflected on this. But what bed was I in? Because I wasn't living at Garscube then. You were at Garscube because you were in the room that I would normally have been in. And you lived with Ali. Aye. Uh, so you were in the room that, that I stayed in uh-huh. because you hadn't turned the downstairs living room into your room yet. Ah. So, pure low ceiling. Ah, it was. It so, was an underground dungeon of sex and drugs. Hi. <laughs> and then I took it over. <laughs> <laughs> and it became a church. <laughs> um, so I fucking, I was like, oh, I'm up shop. I don't think he's up yet. And I set the camera away and I ran into a room and I jumped on the bed as if it was like, we're just children on Christmas morning. Aye. Like I would have been with 25, 26. He would have been with 19, 20. Aye. I fucking jumped on your bed. Instantly, first bounce hit the ceiling. The <laughs> to be fair, I bet that cheered me up to no end. <laughs> like you in physical pain would have been like, "That's better than coffee for me." Well, you didn't. You didn't see me jump on the bed above your head. You just woke up to me lying in your bed groaning. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "What happened last night?" Do you not fucking remember the? So when I got for the for the recording of Dark, uh, once we got the Netflix deal, obviously Jigsaw had still been. Uh, had been filmed in Australia, so uh, that was already. But Dark was the one that we had to film afterwards, and it was in LA. Yeah, and uh, flew you out because I wanted you there because it was obviously a big moment in my life. But like this was like so obviously because it's this is the Netflix recording. This is pre Netflix, so my financials were very very different. So you, me, my mum, my dad, and Marlena all had to share one. Fucking like two bedroom apartment. Yes. Right? So my mum and dad were obviously in a bed together because I think they've earned that right after all these times. I, I disputed that for ages. I didn't think that was fair. <laughs> You're like, Martin, come on. Martin, well, I, you- I got a share room with Daniel and they used to get a share bed. <laughs> uh, Marlena was on the couch in the living room and you and me were sharing a bed and we went out and obviously the night before we get fucking get a little bit stoned or whatever because we're in LA and it's legal. And you fucking snored all night. And I remember, I'm like, it's my fucking, it's my Netflix recording today. I kept trying to fucking roll you over. You're like, oh, sorry, mate. Straight back down. And then uh, I got know, like three or four hours of very interrupted sleep. You know, it's totally uh, bullshit for, like, for you. Is Natalie said was the other day, she was like, I'm so glad you don't snow. Mm-hmm. And this is somebody that shares better with us all the time. Aye. I'm so glad you don't snow. Yet you say I snow, which means I only snow for you. <laughs> <laughs> or she's a heavy sleeper. Or it's when I'm cunted. 
Aye. And I spend more time cunted when we share a room. Like, we're not... Aye. We're not sharing a room on moments where we're not getting fucking hammered or whatever. Yeah, I, we, we, I don't think we've... Sober I don't, shared I, a room. I don't think we've ever sober shared... <laughs> Kai, Kai, I know you're staying over tonight, but... but uh, <laughs> what's my girlfriend called? Carla. <laughs> <laughs> she's not even mad that you forgot her name. She's mad that it's a girlfriend when she listens to this. I keep fucking doing that on stage. I keep just calling her my girlfriend. I'm just um, uh, that takes away. But it's also because like we I proposed to her during COVID, and you don't really meet new people during COVID. So at no point am I like, this is my fiance. You're not introducing her. Aye. So the, yeah. normally, whenever I've introduced Cara to someone, I've introduced her as my girlfriend, and it's mm-hmm. only now that I'm on stand, that I'm doing stand up again, and I'm talking about my relationship. That I have to go, oh yeah, no, my fucking yeah, fiance. But, but I hate saying fiance on stage just because. You know, it's just. It, it's just one of them French words that doesn't have a translation. Like, I don't like saying bureau de charge. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's, it's just the fact that it's just like. It just get It's one of those fucking. Everyone just gives it a round of applause. And you're like, she might be abusive. Like, don't. <laughs> like, I might have been gaslit into this. This might have been blackmail. Yeah. Who knows what's going on here? But they're just. You get that fucking yeah. The amount of engagements that you broke up with with Jigsaw, aye. Like they they weren't they would have gotten a round of applause too, even though they clearly didn't work. Aye, and also that's the other reason the amount of fucking people that watched Jigsaw and absolutely missed the fucking point where they're just like it's an anti relationship special, it's anti love, and I'm like there is literally a three minute rant in there how I talk about that I know that love is real. Like this jigsaw piece fits. That's the point in the jigsaw. I know, but I don't want to say that on stage because that's fucking. Ah, uh, it is gay. Aye, it's just but like gay in the gay in like the good way. The reason it's gay is because it's really open and kind and honest <laughs> yeah. and emotionally available. It's gay. Yeah, you should be celebrating that. Aye. You should but be celebrating but it. But I still... But there's still a toxic part of you that's like, I don't want to be seen to be open and... and Aye, there really is. Yeah. But it's ingra- I mean, it, it's our fault that it's ingrained to ourselves. Well, I mean, obviously you pick up that fucking, yeah. you know, using uh, that term in a disparaging way when you're in primary yeah, school and high school. It's recognising that sort of stuff in you as well. You know, something I recognise in myself all the time that's sexist, mm. right, is I could have two friends that are married, right, mm. and I'll often in conversation refer to one of them as my friend's wife. She's my friend too. Aye. She's sometimes my friend more. Than the other But one. it's almost like my psychology defaults us to boys are friends. Yeah, boys are friends and every girl I know I keep at an arm's distance because I've only got the one close to me and that is my wife who is my property, I may add. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, you sometimes have to unpick that psychology from yourself and it's like fucking... It's like... Society's fault, but you're part of society, so it's also your fault, and you've got to be the change. Aye, I do. I don't. I I, I do find myself. I do uh, my thing with like the the homophobic terms is that I dance a very fine line of like I know I use homophobic words in private to my gay friends. Aye, uh, <laughs> like and I just you do... are the heterosexual version of a white guy who's got far too many black friends and got comfortable. Aye, yeah. He got it... comfortable in the culture and just uh, adopted adopted the terminologies that that aren't yours. And then occasionally it slips out on a podcast or when I'm speaking and that and then it's this horrible thing where it's like, like I can't justify the I can't justify the use of it. It's a horrible uh, uh, you know, if you if you grew up fucking gay in high school and you hear all these people just throwing it around as a fucking insult, at the age of thirty, I'm still contributing that. But that's because it's like you've got a, you've got a bunch of guys who have given you a pass, and the pass just doesn't extend outside of that group. Yeah, yeah, like flashing that pass in, <laughs> in other groups. Aye. So if it's a you one, gay card, and I've got a gay card. What I'm trying to say is, it's gay people's fault that I say homophobic. Ah, yes. <laughs> Yes. And you know what? If you poofs could just rein it in for a bit, maybe I'd be more progressive. Just be be stricter. Aye, come on. Don't. Stop letting me get... Reese Nicholson, stop letting me call you faggot for the love of God. (laughs) Stop it. I shouldn't be allowed to. It makes me... I just get too confident with it. Also, that's my... The reason, obviously, historically, faggot is a horrible word. Yeah, yeah, I think you need to suck a dick now. By the way, you need to earn your right. So even just now, in that podcast, in this context, you, you, like, what I'm saying is, does fly. <laughs> I'm not going to suck a straight dick. That's not reparations. <laughs> like, if I have to, if I have to, if I have to suck a dick for every time I'm homophobic, I'm going to suck gay people's dicks. Like that, they're the ones I'm apologising to. Uh, <laughs> <that> was... <laughs>
Maybe that is the way. Maybe that is the way it should work. Like if I ever call, if I ever, if 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 a homophobic thing slips out of my mouth in company in front of a gay person who's not given me the gay pass, I've got to. Well, not a blowjob. Can I give them a wristy? Because I'm not going to be, and that's for them. I'm not going to be good at sucking dick, but I'll whack them off like nothing else. Would your heart be in it though? Would you be like looking away in that? You know what? If it was, would you be giving them prostitute love? If it's a rule I've made for myself. And, and it is, and, I, and I'm treating it as rep, reparations. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm just like, I'm really sorry I use this term. And obviously, if the if so, every if, time a homophobic thing slips out of your mouth, the homosexual thing has to slip into your mouth. Yes, that's the rules. Aye, it's uh, one in one out. It's, it's yeah, it's a it's a nightclub policy. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, th- you I are think... wearing the right shoes, and they are wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be very, very like if a if a gay guy was just like I was genuinely very, very upset by the t- you using that term in front of me, and just me grovelly apology. And he's like, "But to be honest with you, I'm a fan, and uh, I'll forgive you if you give me a hand job." I, w- I wouldn't look him. Nah, nah. Left hand. <laughs> what make it feel like someone else is doing it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but again, maybe we should just do this with everything. Now every, now every time I say something sexist, I have to do something nice for Cara. Uh, aye. Yeah, or, aye. Or, or, or my mum, or just... I give her a Every time we do something sexist, every time I refer, every time I refer to one of my friends as my friend's wife, aye, you've got I've a, got a finger blast, Natalie. Aye. As an, or your friend's <laughs> wife, if that's okay with them. Because again, it's the person you insulted that deserves the... And it's also the person, your finger, and that gives you the permission. Ah, of course. That's not, the consent's always important through all of this. By the way, we're yeah, not just we're not just dissing out, dishing out second base without making sure. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm snotting. I took a drink of my water, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to laugh me water all over your tech. Those, so you and can use I'm, those antibacterial I, wipes if you want. You know what my granddad used to call his shiny sleeves, <laughs> and as an ode to Granddad Pete. <laughs> no, well, he's not. Don't talk while you're away from the mic. I'll talk while you're away from the mic. I'm going to track this conversation back because on the note of fiancé, I was also there on the day that you proposed, mm-hmm. right? So I was there on your DVD. As you mentioned, I was there recording your Netflix. Aye. I was there when you got the message when we were in Sofia and we were backstage in Bulgaria. Oh, about the and Netflix. And you got yeah. the Netflix special confirmed. It's all Aye. signed. It's in the bag, right? And you, um, that was a big day for you. You cried like a baby. You were. Oh. <laughs> I was, it was when me and Cara were like we were we were still like shagging in secret because of the whole you know family situation, and it was like because uh, we spent so much of the start of it, we were just like we're just fuck buddies. Nothing's gonna happen with this. This is like it doesn't matter. Like we can do this because there's no future in this, so there's not going to be any ramifications or consequences. And then I started developing. Feelings. I don't know if I started developing feelings before she did, but I started developing way more openly. I was much more open with her. Where she was like, "What are you doing? Why do you keep coming around to my house when I'm on my period? Like that's not <laughs> right. that's out, that's outside the time. What are you doing? Yeah. Like it's like you sharing like moments with me in text uh, messages. Yeah, like, this isn't flirting. This is confiding. I so I, I, apparently I, I phoned her and I told her about the Netflix too. And she was just dead up. <laughs> she hung up the phone. She was like. I have no fucking idea why you told me that. Well, bitch, it's because one day it would pay for your house. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I, because she was, um, you didn't, you didn't, uh, even though you would have, you would have had a plus one. You didn't bring out any wedding because it was still under wraps. Then, like it was quite like uh, quiet at the time. Oh, like yeah. I knew you were meeting up with her, but I didn't know how quite seriously you were taking her. But uh, you give like a blow by blow account of the wedding to her on the text, and I didn't oh, yeah. realise that you were like relaying it back to her all the time. Because I said it in the videos. Of, uh, I mean, there's so many good videos from that wedding. <laughs> there's the one I think it's like the day after. Oh no, it must have been the day before your wedding. We'd all gone out for a big meal down the beach somewhere. There's a video of me and Cullen doing the spaghetti scene from Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> Tramp and the Tramp. <laughs> um, but with like one of them, not a spaghetti, but like a twisted fusely. I, I, and Cullen's next rotates all the way. You know, you know how like owl heads turn three sixty like round horizontally. His doesn't. I. It's dead weird. It's something to do with like his snake-like neck that can happen. Yeah. So yes, I was there on the morning you proposed. 
when you got your Netflix special, the DVD deal, you record your Netflix, all the big moments here arrive. The day, uh, I, got, the day I got engaged? I mentioned that. Yeah, oh, so, that was sorry, the first, sorry, first sorry, one sorry. off the bat. Um, I feel like this is the biggest day in your life since I've known you. Aye. Scotland God, versus the Czech Republic. Scotland versus <laughs> Czech Republic. <laughs> uh, I'm I, fucking stoked for it. I know, and again, for people that think this is going to be football chat, this is, but it's also not. We're not going to go into like analysis of this, but just to give a backstory, Scotland have not qualified for a major tournament since I was... 1998? 1998, when we were in the World Cup. You we, were seven? Uh, uh, yeah. Probably yeah. not even football sentient. Like, aware no, that something was happening. I was, because... So, and I remember the games, because... So, we had... A French au pair. Now, the audience there didn't see... There's the another air. one like Bureau de Chargin Fiancé. Oh, thank uh, you. There's... Yeah, we, we had an au pair, but it wasn't really an au pair. My mum, because she w- does so much stuff with the UN and she works with so many people from around the world, she really got on with this French guy and he was like, my son is 17 and he, uh, he, he want, he's, he's doing English at university in Paris and he needs to do like a, a, a couple months abroad in the UK to learn English and to do better in English. So this 17-year-old, right, who was living in France yeah. as they were the host nation yeah. for the World Cup yeah. that they went on to win, yeah. got shipped out to Scotland. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He, he comes over. So <laughs> Worst parents ever. Aye, aye. But he's got to get his fucking degree. He comes over, and it's because Josie was still around then, right? So my mum just needed a little bit of extra help around the house. Now, Cedric, his name was, he was, I, from my memory, I think he was quite good with Josie. My mum talks about how useless he was at some points, but he was a nice little person. He puppeteered her. I, I just <laughs> fucking uh, weekend at Barney's with her. Um, he was a, f- I fucking hated the cunt, right? Because he would cook the worst food, and he would cook like French stuff. He would make us go down to the beach and pick up the fucking little fucking sea snails. And oh, periwinkles. Aye. And they would come back and cook that at 9pm past my fucking bedtime. So I would just be starving all the time. And then whenever he fucking did cook, it was all this fucking shite stuff. He wasn't a real pair. That's a wild move for a 17-year-old. That's like a, pro- a granddad move, that. Fucking like, my granddad would do stuff like that and give me da- like, get me dad to do it. But, like, for, for a child, optionally, because he's a child. Aye, aye. <laughs> optionally, But to yeah. me, he was such Let's an adult. Be, yeah. Um, so that was when the France World Cup was on. Scotland's first game was against Brazil. Brazil scored first in the fourth minute. Uh, Scotland got a penalty, uh, still in the fucking first half. And I think it, I think it was John Collins that scored it. Uh, and then Brazil went on to win it 2-1. But that, man, Scotland versus Brazil. For yeah. us to even As a seven-year-old, you're aware of Brazil. Brazil man, the, I, I was technically fuck? a Brazil fan because... Like, R9. Yeah, like, oh, fucking, like, old Ronaldo. Yeah. Fucking, um... Uh, yeah, so that would have been, like, Rivaldo Cafu. Yes. Yeah, right. Romario. That would have been that, right? Am I going too far No, back? no, no, no. I'm pretty sure you're right. And then our second game was against Norway, where it was 1-1. Uh, uh, so it was a draw. And then we lost fucking 3-0 uh, to Morocco. So the last time I saw Scotland in any major tournament, we still didn't win anything. I've only ever seen Scotland draw in a major fucking tournament. And, uh, and now, against all fucking odds, after being so close to qualifying for years and years, Scotland are just consistent underachievers we just never ever gel it never works we fuck up we lose games against like fucking Kazakhstan and fucking <laughs> you play Israel every week every fucking time every week um, and and now after fucking 23 years of how we're in this fucking cup and we've got like a really tough group because it's England and it's World Cup finalist Croatia, who looked... I mean, congratulations on England winning. Thanks. But Croatia looked crap. Yeah, I would, we, we managed them well, I feel, and they're an agent, they're an agent team from when they got to the final of the Aye. World Cup. Their best players have got older. Some of them aren't even there anymore, and some of them have lost their legs. It fills me with a little bit of confidence just seeing how they were playing yesterday. It doesn't fill me with confidence for fucking playing against you guys. But all legitimately, all I want out of this fucking tournament... Is a goal, yeah, <laughs> just a goal to celebrate. So I just I want to take to... the lead at some point. I no oh man, I need to be obviously. I want to get out of the group, obviously. I want to get out of the three group. points a day would be fucking mint. Oh, it, 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 would, cha- be... it, would, cha- it would change the rest of my week for sure. It would sure. change the complexion of the game against England. Aye. It would take the, uh, any kind of pressure off having to get something from it. Aye. Aye, it's a bit, it's a big, big day for you today, like, and I'm buzzing for you. I um, really am. It's fucking exciting. I'm so, so, so. 
so fucking nervous and like we've started like a little just a little side group but it's just me Gareth and Mark Nelson and we've let Cullen in honorary aye and Ireland haven't got a toss in the race man Nelson is terrified <laughs> like we're all just in there like it must be great to be an England fan in the sense that like and the reason we laugh at you consistently when you go out of competitions is because you go into every competition going we're brilliant and we're going to win this and we like watching you go from up here to the sudden crushing reality whereas we come at it from the fucking polar opposite side of man a draw would be sick <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I'd, I'd, I'd love I'd, I'd love an own goal <laughs> for Czech Republic just to see us through aye I just want to see a couple of corners <laughs> Um so last night, um, I, so we, I, I was with you in the morning. We played five aside with uh, seven Alan, aside, aye. Seven aside with uh, on the astroturf while the Geordie boys, who are now aged, mm-hmm. and I, even even though they are all like, eight, I was definitely, I think I was the youngest person on the pitch by quite some way. Aye, uh-huh. how old's um, Connor? Yes, young Connor's. Actually, he's maybe he's younger than you. Oh, you're, you're the same. You're the same. Like, right. school. Yeah, aye. as him maybe. No, I've not played any form of football. In about, I'm going to say five or six years. But Conor like I was brought in as a ringer. He didn't really play. Um, he didn't play for the same pub team as I did. Uh, so these, but that was so fucking like nostalgic for me, man. Like because I, I played with them lads when they were young men, Aye. when they were like in that early twenties, and we played for the same pub team. Was um, your pub team really good? Aye, we done all right. Aye, yeah, we uh, we got promoted one year. We got to a cup final. Aye, aye, we're good. Like, Who was the cup final? Huh? Did you lose the cup? We final? lost to the Golden Eagle, who are rival, like a derby. Oh, I mean, shit. No, our derby's really in pub football, oh, yeah. but it, it was a derby in that, like it was people from our friends group that right. didn't play for our team. Who was the score? Was like, huh? Who was the score? And people one 0 Oh, that, that sucks. That's not yeah. great. So, um, I fucking made you yesterday. Huh? I made you yesterday. You know what? I'm gonna give you it because <laughs> it happened. I'm gonna give you it. Right, you went to make a pass, and I fucking dived in. Right, and um, it hit. This is why I called it a half meg. Aye. Like one of my feet wasn't on the ground. I, blo- <laughs> I blocked. The, I blocked the pass right, and it hit off the shin with the leg that I blocked. Hit off my other shin and trickled through my legs. And mm. the person that you're trying to pass to eventually collected it. Uh-huh. I went. All right, I'll give. I'll uh-huh. give you that. I'll give you that. It's a half. It's a half nutmeg, but not the meg bit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it made you nuts. It was a nut. <laughs> Um, but uh, it was just funny because they're, they're all dads new, like they've all put on uh, whether they know it or not. Uh, they've all put on a lot of timber. They've all got grey hair and that. And I was just like, it was just really like it brought a tear to my eye a little bit. I was just like, look at all these. Like, who was the fuck of them all? Who was the uh, gargantuan boy, the massive lad? Oh yeah, Kevin, Kevin Smales. He was a, he was another ringer. He was, he, uh, he's a lovely bloke. Like I've only met him a couple he's huge, times. Isn't he? but he's a sweetheart, but man, he is a. He's, what is he, six, he, six, six foot seven. Aye. Right, um, I, I worked with him at the sports centre, so we'd saw him at the gig and I invited him last minute to come mm. join me to play football, right, because I hadn't seen him for years, right? Uh, he's, he's six foot seven. He's a ex-world champion kickboxer. He's 44 now. Aye. Um, and he played basketball, like, semi-professionally, I think. He could slam dunk. Like, he, I mean, he didn't have to reach up very far. But he used to, I, when I worked at the sports centre, he used to practice with his um, ankle weights on. Aye. But he was always, um, he was always quite bandy. Like, he was lanky, right? Aye. But now, he's filled out. Aye. So now he's, he's got just... Older. Aye. Now he's just a fucking giant. Aye. It's, I remember just fucking running up the pitch towards him and then just going, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get past this man. Aye, yeah. He's, and he's the, he's the gentlest bloke, man, when you're tired of him. He's such a sweetheart, Kev. I think you have to be when you're that big. Like, I just think, like, if, you, if, you, if you've got, like, such a big physical presence, I imagine it must play in the back of your mind a lot where you just go... Man, even though I know I'm a sweetheart and I, and I wouldn't hurt a fucking fly, and even though I am a fucking ex-world champion fucking kickboxer, people are still just going to be intimidated by my side. So I'm just uh, going to have to be big and smiley and nice. And... You know what gives me like an insight to what it's like to be in that sort of position? Perrin from the Wheel of Time books. Aye. He has to be gentle, otherwise he's too like intrusive. Aye. So he purposefully reins himself in, and like he's he's, he's meek because he doesn't want to be intimidating. And there's, it's funny there's like a... watching that personality trait like developing him when he's just so you can see the 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 true mixing of me and Kai's personalities there. That was Kai making a wheel of time reference during a football talk. <laughs> <laughs> we have range. Aye, we have range. 
Right far through the wheel of time, are you now? I'm still, I'm still barely started book four. All right, so for people that uh, don't know any fucking uh, non-nerds out there, but if you're interested in fantasy novels, uh, I love reading fantasy. It's one of my favourite genres. Uh, but like the the genuine best of all time, um, like really undisputably, just because of the size of it. Uh, and and the story and just the universe is the Wheel of Time books there. Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson. Robert Jordan uh, wrote the first, I think it was the first 12 he wrote, and then he was just old and he was sort of on his deathbed. And then Brandon Sanderson, who wrote the Mistborn series and uh, the Stormlight Saga, which are, again, two other uh, series I highly recommend to people if you want to get into fantasy novels. Uh, he sat beside Robert Jordan like on his deathbed and Robert Jordan spoke about where he wanted it to go. Brandon Sanderson like, like learned to write in the style that Robert Jordan mm-hmm. wrote as well. Take him a thing. And it's that could have gone wrong so, so fucking badly. Like, yeah, because I saw in Goodreads it's equally as high rated as like that. The length, I'm sure it's like 4.8s and 4.9s across the whole series. Yeah, which is incredible because, man, you know, you know how precious nerds are about their uh-huh, thing. Yeah. You change one, you make one black stormtrooper in Star Wars, and half the fucking community fucking flips off. Right, the end of Game of Thrones, we all lost our minds, and we'll never talk about it again because it was fucking dog shit. So many times, fans just get pressure. The, uh, the community will just fucking fracture because of something that doesn't suit their narrative that uh, they've right. built. Yeah, you ruined it. You made this. I've not heard from anyone that's read the Wheel of Times books anyone say that Brandon Sanderson didn't do a good job, which must be. Like, for him as a fan of the books as well. Yeah. Like, fucking imagine. Oh, he must feel so accomplished. Aye, imagine that. Imagine Dave Chappelle's on his deathbed, right? And he goes, Kai, Kai, I, I, I need I've you. We've been doing the new season of the Dave Chappelle show. There's two aye, episodes there's left. There's two episodes left. And I need you to, I need you to do the stuff. I need you to do all of my. Yeah, you've got to do a true Hollywood story. You've got to, <laughs> you've got to do the uh, black racist routine. <laughs> What's his name in that fucking sketch? It's something else. Is that the, is that the uh, Blaine, yeah. Blaine Klux Klux Klan leader? But nobody knows he's black because he's got the hood on. Aye. So is oh, it the, I haven't seen that in years. So the Chappelle show's on Netflix. What a sketch. The Chappelle show's on Netflix now. Uh, and I went back to just watch a couple. Because, I, I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever watched the full season. I always had fucking seen scenes from it. I didn't realise that sketch was in, like, episodes one of the Dave Chappelle show and even before it Dave Chappelle's just he's got him. so he does some stand up in front of an audience and then introduces the sketches and he just goes I showed this sketch to a black friend of uh, mine the other day and he says he thinks it's going to set the black community back 25 years so here it is <laughs> <laughs> and that's on his first episode <laughs> oh I... no um, so getting back to the wheel of time mm-hmm. playing football um Oh, get this right. So watch, watching the match with that. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what day that we've got planned for the first uh-huh. England game of the tournament. Right, play football with everybody. Go and get showered. Have some food. Uh, meet outside. Which I I can see why you didn't want to join to watch the football. Like you could not. That was your idea of hell. Aye. You know the the just the groups of tables of just fucking neck tattoos. Aye. In and England tops and flags and people dressed as St. George and all that, right? Aye, singing and God Save the Queen. Si- singing like um, German bombers in the air and all that, right? Like, it's it's just... For- you know what, though, right? I was... Um, I was dreading that there was going to be booing on the Take the Knee. Aye. Because you look around and you could just see a bunch of All Lives Matter statuses Aye. In, in the room, right? And, um, and when the players took the knee, there was only clapping. Yeah. Oh, but even the, not everybody was clapping. There was people not clapping, right? But there was only clapping, and there was no booing, and it made us proper pleased to be a Geordie. Because I was like, I saw in Middlesbrough when I was at the the, uh, the um, Riverside Stadium, the friendlies, there was yeah. booing in the stadium, and I was like, oh, is the fucking is that how the North is? Because like there's a lack of understanding or something. What the fuck? Um, but I, I was really pleased because I would have profiled that crowd Aye. to have booed. Um, even the, even well, in, so in the in Wembley Stadium, I think it was like at the start of the knee, knee there was some booing that was eventually drowned. And then out they got drowned out by the sounds of people cheering, which is which is great. Which is all right. You think it's you, the screws turning? Aye, the you, screws turning. The people that are booing are going to feel isolated. Aye, good. There you go. Like it. Aye, aye. 
Um, so it made us think like as Nat- Natalie was just like, oh, all these men are disgusting. Like you'd look around and they'd be like, taps off full massive beer bellies tattooed and all that, right? And they're just like proud of looking gross, right? And, uh, and, and Natalie was like looking around and going, oh, like Danny would hate this. This, this is the idea of hell and all that, right? But then it reminded us of, uh, I was chatting to Chris and Emma Ferguson, mm-hmm. who come to the gig on in Newcastle on Thursday, and were, uh, they didn't come to the gig actually because uh, it was so loud. But we had a paint with them either side. Um, I was chatting to them, and Emma was—I met Emma on me Zanti holiday in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and I was there with the Ashton lads, which is like Ricketts and Soppet and that, oh. that lot, Garvin. That. All right, so the lowest of the low. <laughs> Aye, right. <laughs> so we're on the flight, and her and our friends. There's just two of them going on holiday on the same flight as us, and they're like, "Oh my god, I can't." In the airport, they're like, "I hope we're not on the same flight as these lads." Aye. And then they, I get on the flight, and they're like, "Oh my fucking god, we're on the same flight as these cunts. We're absolute assholes, right?" And get to the transfer bus, and they're like, "Oh, they're on the same fucking transfer bus." So there's seven hotels. It's not going to be our hotel. And they're like, "Oh my fuck, it's our, it's our hotel." Hated work Aye. from the inception of their holiday Aye. till the first morning of their holiday, and ended up still being best friends with for now. Aye. Like still, like like brought our now husband to my first ever gig because she stayed in touch with us. She found out I was going to do stand up. You know, it wasn't my first gig; it was my first preview for oh, my right, first okay, ever yeah, friend yeah, show. Aye. So I met Chris because I started uh, dating and coming to comedy gigs Aye. when we were dating. Um, and then they've ended up getting so into comedy, like such like um, in in the world that they're friends with Tom Stain, Barry Castanola, and just through coming to punch drunks and everything, that the guy now drinking with um, with like Greg Davies after Barry's open for him and mm. that like the, the, that that whole life is like the, the lifestyle is like around live events. Oh, yeah, um, comedy. and meeting us on that holiday has actually been quite life changing for the pair of them. Mm. Um, and they absolutely profiled us for a full 24 hours <laughs> thinking that we're absolute arseholes Aye. but so were I, they wrong or did they just get used to your arseholery <laughs> you tell me well as someone who's used to your arseholery I think it's what I said <laughs> <laughs> so what I was getting at Natalie is like Farley now is as a group this room looks disgusting but every one of these groups of tables could just be like a nice group of lads Aye. could be but while there's a match on, <laughs> while there's a match on, and there's a little bit of tribalism, and they fucking tap into that part of their brain, assholes. Aye, that's it. I become one of them um, because there was like a big group of them that were like, just, like leading all the chants and starting all the songs and everything right at the end. They were like up on the tables, and uh, I just went. I'm, I'm just going to go and join them for a laugh, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, that's not the vibe I was feeling at the time. I was I was having a good laugh with my mates. We were quite subdued. Well, maybe it's like a bit long in the tooth for the way these youngins mm-hmm. were acting, right? But uh, I just jumped up and got my top off and just mimicked them and stood on the table like waving uh-huh. my top around. Uh-huh. Um, I smashed my own paint in my face <laughs> when I was performing. Oh, I was performing for my group of oh, mates on that table. Well, like, allow me to parody this other table just for an audience of seventeen. Ah. Uh-huh. But um, the photos just show me, like, the photos don't show the context. <laughs> <laughs> In my mates were putting the photos of me topless, like, yeah. fucking screaming at the top of my lungs on a table, yeah. parodying parody yeah. these youngins. And uh, it, just look, it just looks earnest in the photos. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not to change the subject uh, too much, what does long in the tooth mean and why? Well, I don't know the etymology, but what it means is, like, um, you're past it kind of thing. Where does it come from? I'm gonna guess. Like you're, you're I'm gonna, gonna guess horse. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. What the teeth get longer on, a, on an older horse? Maybe. Like they don't uh, stop growing on a horse. Aye, that that's gonna be my pulling out of my arse guess. Right. Okay. Um, ooh, I think like, that's a good shout because I kind of think any of the avenues that it could go down, and I wouldn't have actually thought of that one. No. Um, but yeah, what it does mean is like you know how you are a bit long on the tooth for staying up till six in the morning now. It is horses. Uh, the phrase long in the tooth is believed to originate from horses, or more specifically horses' teeth, because the older a horse gets, the longer their teeth become. So it's possible to give an approximation for how old a horse is simply by looking at their teeth. So yeah, if they just don't want to be ridden anymore and they're like not going to jump fences anymore, it's because they're long in the tooth. Yeah, there you go. That's there where go. that comes from. See? It's not just a football podcast. I mean, it's not, but it's a, that is a, one thing we have to sort of explain to... Uh, the, the listeners of the podcast is there will be football chats occasionally it's the same not... as we talk about books man Aye. like some people don't read that listen to this but there'll be some football chat until next Tuesday when Scotland are knocked out and then we'll stop 
Doesn't yeah, matter how far England get. Just just get on board with it for this point. There's a major tournament on. Oh, and Scotland are in it. Um, so, this is something football related, but not football related. So, stay on it, people. Stay listening. Um, my friend, Kat, who I lived with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my friend, Woodsy's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I met Woodsy through Kat yeah, yeah, yeah. nine years after I first met her. Oh, she mean Kat, my friend, Kai's wife's friend. Yes. Yes, I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Natalie's friend Kat. <laughs> my, my friend Kat. Right. My friend Kat and Woodsy got back from the England game, right? It's like 8 o'clock. Because for, for reference, the game kicked off at 2. The game kicked off at 2, mm-hmm. right? So they get back, and as they're getting back, there's a builder there with his van and his mm-hmm. wagon, right? And he had to do a kitchen, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, you had any kitchen for you tomorrow? He's like, no, no, it's today, 8 o'clock today. He's like, Eight o'clock tomorrow, and the fucking that having a back and forth again. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Now nah, we're expecting it tomorrow morning." He's like, "Now nah, it's this morning," and that's when the penny dropped. Now nah, it's this morning. He went, "This morning, <laughs> fucking eight o'clock at night." <laughs> <laughs> this builder had got cunted watching the match. Right, Aye. they finished at like four yeah. ish. Right, passed out, passed out, blind drunk. Aye, woke up. Saw the daylight, looked at the clock, it's like nearly eight o'clock. I have seven. Panicked, <laughs> unknowingly drunk drive because he thought he'd been asleep for 12 hours. Uh, oh God, I hadn't even considered that side of things. Yeah, shit, there you go. Hoodwinked himself into drink driving and pulled up at this house and thought they were the mental one for saying that it was tomorrow <laughs> and arguing with them. And the bloke had to just have the penny drop as he realised it's just a couple hours after the match. <laughs> and he went with his morning's graft. And oh. Ali's work here and he's fucking steel toe cap boots to pull that kitchen hood. <laughs> and currently, I got it because I've got an update off him this morning, he's currently sheepishly in the kitchen, day in the graft. New. <laughs> I would have loved to have. I wonder, what did, do you know what he said at, like when he realised? Was he just like, oh God? Or... So, would he text us a. A, a previous commentary from his mate's WhatsApp group. So let's let's find that, uh, uh, what he said to them. I was like, we weren't expecting you till tomorrow. He said, nah, I'll just get it cracked out this morning. And I was like, Steve, you know it's Sunday night, right? And he straight up didn't believe me till he looked at the date on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, poor bloke. <laughs> like, I've been fucking... But, but poor bloke, but also, in a way, is that not kind of... You know those moments, right, when you're, when you're sleeping... And you fucking, for whatever reason, like let's say you've got to wake up at seven in the morning because you've got a flight. You go to bed at 11 and you wake up at some point in the morning and you go, if this is half six, I'm going to be so sad. See if I've woken up half an hour before my alarm. Uh-huh. Like there's nothing worse. That's got a horrible feeling of, I've just interrupted my own fucking sleep. And then you roll over and you look at the clock and it says 2.30. And, and you, you go, fucking get it. you've got hours. Aye. I hope he got a little bit of that. Like uh, once he got past the initial embarrassment of I'm a big giant idiot mm-hmm. <laughs> who now has to get a fucking taxi home because I'm uh, definitely uh, drunk. <laughs> I'll just leave the van here to be honest, mate. Like I say, Cat was guy like he's left his stuff here, but he's not coming back. Like that guy isn't gonna make it into work before <laughs> like, I was like I was thinking like maybe maybe he should respect that he always turns up to work. He does, <laughs> aye. If anyone's gonna turn up to work tomorrow, it's uh, gonna be this bloke that But just say this morning she's she's sheepish, but she's got Tons of respect for him. He's like he's a proper geezer. No. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he absolutely wasn't handling his shit. Aye. He was handling his shit. He, aye. He was. He, he he did his job. He fucking pulled up his bootstraps, and then lot, he got, and then he got an extra eleven hour kip. A lot of people that wake up at eight in the morning for work, right, feeling eight p.m. day drunk, aye. would phone in sick. Yeah. Aye. That was that was. Sorry, I can't. And, and also, but maybe had that thing of which I imagine lots of people are going to have during uh, football tournaments is your boss is never, ever, 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 ever going to believe you're fucking ill after your football team plays. Ever. No matter, even, man, you could legitimately get, like, long COVID, like, uh-huh. stuff that fucking bedrooms you. If I get, like, if Cara, right, to, like, just after the fucking game, for whatever reason, like, she has to go into the office today. Let's say, God forbid, she gets fucking COVID because she's the only one in the house that's not had her fucking vaccine yet. She wakes up tomorrow. Just that's fuck. how young she is. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> 
she wakes up and she's just all groggy and she's tired and she's coughing and she can barely open her eyes. She has the phone up. I can't. I can't come in today. I've, I've got COVID. Do you fuck? <laughs> no, you, Billy Gilmore scored two goals yesterday. I know why you feel like that. Yeah, no, no, I swear. I, 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 <laughs> Aye, um, I got I got vaccinated and fucking I didn't I never even heard of the type of vaccination. No, I think they you they get it picked you. What? <laughs> they get it picked you. Did I? They just made one up on I the was spot. Like, I've I've heard of a couple of them. Like there's the Pfizer and there's AstraZeneca and that. And I was like, and I saw Johnson them, and Johnson, Johnson and Johnson. And now the AstraZeneca ones like is that the one that's crippling people? But I was just like, I'm fucking nails me. Like I'm uh-huh. probably not even short on my radar. That shit. I've got Rosie sleeve up and they went, oh, you've got you like the Macarena or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maradona, I think it was called. Moderna? Moderna. Oh, I think Moderna. I thought there was even, only three. Is that even for COVID, is it? <laughs> Does that come from your tetanus or something? Uh, is that uh, <laughs> what I've done is I've put some Calpol in a syringe. Uh, just, put just, it, just put it in my mouth. <laughs> so, uh, I got what, did you have any side job. effects? You know what, I got a job with that and they didn't even give us a certificate. No, I didn't get a certificate. Did you not? Is no. that a Scottish thing? Because oh. Marlene has told us since that you go on and you can download a certificate. Oh, okay. But like, Natalie, because <laughs> this is the way I booked it in, I hadn't heard about me thing, right? I got a message saying I've got to log on to this portal and book me vaccine in. And I've done it and it was says there's no bookings available. Don't ring the number because they just use this system too. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'll check back later. And Natalie went, hey, seen this? If you text this number or something, um, it was like saying like... I can't remember what it was. If you just text this number, it'll find your booking on the system and it'll send you it, right? And I'd done that and it sent us it. And I was like, that just feels far too convenient. And then I went to this place that gives us a vaccine I'd never heard of and didn't get a certificate. And I was like, Natalie, I was like, is this a weird scam? <laughs> I can't. Like, like, is this the one? Like, I, we didn't pay to do it, so it's not a money thing, but are we legitimately just being tested on unwittingly here? <laughs> are we the trials? Did I set up to a trial? I was like, I went through a completely different protocol to everybody else to get the vaccine and then got a vaccine I'd never heard of and didn't get a certificate at the end of it. <laughs> I was like, ah, whatever. Whatever, I'll just deal with that. I can't remember if I've told this story in the podcast, so do stop me if I did. But after, so when I was getting my vaccine, right, so, because it's just, it's nearby, I just got, and I'd heard that the queues were long, like, um, um, I was about to say Cara's friend, Jill. My friend, Jill. Yeah. But the thing was, I was about to say Cara's friend, Jill's boyfriend, whereas I should just say my friend, Grant. <laughs> yeah. Like I went through two women to go back to. Yeah. yeah, that's why you, you couldn't even say he was your friend because there's two women in the way. But but but, but because me and, me and Grant really, really get on, but because we're blokes and because our, it's, our, it's our partners that are friends with each other, me and Grant don't decks each other we know about each other's lives because Carol be like so Jill was saying that this happened to Grant today and that's why I go through yeah. Carol's friend Jill Grant anyway he was saying like he had to wait like an hour in the queue and he was like fucking take a book or something like it's just gonna be dead boring I'm like I don't need to take a book I was just get fucking baked beforehand I can stand in a queue and just watch fucking critical role videos for uh, the, the whole time so I'm in the queue Stoned at me fucking noggin. I'm watching fucking Critical Role. And then it's just some guy, lovely old man, just sort of taps me on the knee and goes, oh, it's you, you've, you've got to move forward there. I'm like, oh, sorry. And I go up there and uh, all the staff are really, really nice. And like, how are you? And I'm good. And they go, is this your first or your second? And goes, my first dose. And they go, okay. And I'd heard all the horrors about like uh, people that asked Erica, they were feeling tired afterwards. And that's... Uh, and I was like, oh, God, I really hope I get the Pfizer one because I know people have had Pfizer and they said it's just a sore arm. And she goes, eh, what we're going to do is going to put you down for the Pfizer one. And what I wanted to say and what I meant to say was, that's lovely. Thank you. Bye. But what I actually said was she went, you get the Pfizer one. It's just down there on the left. And I went, cool. Love you. Bye. Like in front of a cute, just... You have, you have told us that. You have told us that. You fucking... What did you do? Like, how I don't, you... I did, man, I didn't look. You just got the fuck out of there. It's, man, it's like when you call the teacher mum. Like, uh, you just get as far away from that fucking situation as possible and hope nobody fucking... That was me. Just me. Just dead excited to get me. 
Aye. Love you, but maybe it made her day. I, I I bled quite a bit when she pulled the needle out. Aye. Just blood started trickling through my arm and that was <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Aye. She just put she just put a leech on top to suck the blood. You're like, hold on, this this definitely isn't the COVID fucking trials. This is bullshit. Uh right, this isn't a fucking gazebo in the woods. So you just have a sore arm the next day? I just felt like I'd been punched on the arm. Aye. So nah, it was grand. Is that right? So someone fucking someone tweeted. I don't know who it was. It was like that someone had been retweeted and it was day in the rounds. Uh, it was um, like loads of metal items, like blue tack and all of that. Their face, like forks and all that, with the quote, "I've just had my vaccine." That's <laughs> 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 yeah, my absolute favourite. Because <laughs> everyone's like, "Oh, I've just been injected with a five G," or like, oh, I've, yeah. "I've got me chip and all that," and it's like, like quite. Uh, it's it's becoming muggly. For Aye. people to do that. Man, there's a really, really horrible part of me that like just wishes COVID was more dangerous just so that people don't get the vaccine. Die. Imagine that. We just finally had a plague that just killed all the anti-vaxxers. How class that would be for the future of humanity. Aye, I mean, theoretically, that should be all plagues. Aye, but... <laughs> really. So it kind of validates and, that point that that's still here. Yeah. And also, don't get me wrong, I understand people's like scepticism. Like, if, if you've got very basic critical thinking skills with the, like... Well, right, so, like, the, the, the fucking polio vaccine took, like, ten years to make and perfect, whatever, and I'm supposed to believe that, like, this vaccine came out in three months. I'm like, you know, there was, like, I'm going to say a thousand, two thousand, three thousand scientists working on the polio vaccine over the course of the years because it was... A, well, polio's a bad example because we did have that in the UK, but... Um, it's a terrible Yeah, these, vac- these, that, these vaccines, a lot of these vaccines, like, were well, done in the fucking 80s. Aye. And you're like, yeah, 2021, man, it's like a fucking lot of, like... And it was a fucking pandemic. Man, the world uh, was shut. Every scientist in the world got a fucking back call and was like, drop whatever you... No, fuck cancer. It's not about cancer anymore. Yeah. We need the economy fucking open. Cure this, and that's why. And then, and then they'll be like, and I haven't done, like, a long, long enough trial to find out the long-term effects of it and then puff on the vape. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like, I get, I get, I get, I get the skepticism, but just when there's just that many people that fucking have had it done at this point, where you're like, how paranoid are you that you think ninety nine percent of <laughs> your friends are lying to you? Uh-oh. Just fucking get it, man. And, uh, uh, oh, but it's not fully effective, man. It doesn't matter. It doesn't very. It's not effective. It's a fucking jab in your arm. Get it, and the world will open. Like the sooner we all get it, the sooner we go back to fucking normal. Just do it. Aye. You fucking yeah, we're get, wimp. We're getting pushed back a few weeks, aren't we? We're meant to be reopening on the 21st, but I think it's happening in July now. Aye. Is that confirmed yet? Do you I, know I, I, no, no. So Bojo's meant to do a fucking thing tonight. But that's for that's for those cunts down south. It's not for us. We'll be... Nicholas doing one tomorrow. We are always, like, we are, like way more cautious of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We noticed. very much use England as the guinea pigs. Aye. <laughs> we're, we're just, the canary down yeah, the main. Yeah, they're like, London's opening up. Canary will open up. No, 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 no. Let's see what happens after London opens up. And then we'll decide. Which sucks for watching people just enjoying themselves across the border. Yeah, But, yeah. but also, like, you can't, oh, well, aye. Aye. And also, I should also say this, just... There are people out there who fucking, because of being high risk and stuff, who are still in some form of lockdown and isolation and uh, fucking fair play to you. What a shiter. <laughs> like, my deepest sympathies. I well, if you're, still, if you're still isolating and Aye, if you're shielding. Yeah, yeah. And if, you're, if you're in a country that's in, a, there's, other, man, there's other countries that are still in fucking stricter lockdowns than we are where it's still fucking tearing through. Uh, I mean, we've definitely got in- listeners in India where it's fucking rampant. So and we hope this podcast is offering you some light, light relief through this tough time. We recommend you sign up for the Patreon and you can get bonus episodes Aye. once a week and, and rewind you, Wednesdays every Wednesday. And if you're if you're from India, I'm very sorry that a lot of stupid people in our country won't take the vaccine that you are fucking desperate for. Really shows you just the privilege. Aye, <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking thing. When there's people who are just like, oh, we can't get a vaccine for like fucking love, no money, Aye. and then there's people who are just getting insisted on it, having having it for free, aye. and I just say, like, well, that's I just don't think I fucking I have some respect, man. Aye. If that's you, have a little bit, of, have a little bit of respect. Just get a needle in your arm, you fucking gimp. Just do it. That, that is, we've we have just done there. Like eat your greens, eat, eat come on, eat, there's children starving in Africa. That's uh, man. That that I think that tactic, like that was a tactic that was in the older generation of parenting that fundamentally did not work. Like forcing kids to eat their food, I I think is like fucking smacking. Like you're like it worked. You go it did it worked, but it gave kids ish, issues because my gran on my mum's side, who I love fucking dearly. 
but was strict as fucking shit, right? She was a mother of three and she was a teacher during the 60s and 70s and she was lived in World War II when they rationed things, right? Mm-hmm. So she was like, you're not leaving the table until you finish that. And I would literally sit there for 90 minutes to two hours. I'd rather sit at this table than eat it. Aye, aye. <laughs> but I would man, I'd just be sitting there just crying over food, being like, I do not want to eat these fucking peas. I hate peas. Just sobbing and she'd be like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. You know what as well? I bet and you now, I, I still don't fucking eat peas. I bet you there's so much psychology to it, right? You know, when you can, right? Eat, eat them vegetables or you're not getting your dessert, right? You're instantly telling that child that that's bad and that's good. I bet you, right, as a child, if you come up and went, finish your dessert or you're not getting your greens. Oh, like, the kids would probably just like, they go, well, that's, I'm going to leave the dessert, I'm going to eat the greens. <laughs> You just give them, give, give them, give them a bit of celery. Here's a treat. And they'll be like, oh, I guess it's a treat. Yum, yum, yum. Um, Idiots. Also, colourful stuff. I just get them fucking strawberries and bloobs and yeah. Like um, like what Mar- Mary's doing with Sonny's just putting like food down in front, like put like you know, an orange and a dummy where it's on the mesh, so oh, like they can just chew on it. I put like a bit of, I think I can't remember what it was now because I don't know what cucumber. It's a cucumber. <laughs> just put it down in front of him. Aye, and like he get that and figure out what to do with it. I'm not gonna like aeroplane it. I'm not gonna like do anything to force you to do it. I'm not gonna make you think it's good or bad. I'm just going to put that there. I'm going to make you understand that when you're hungry, there's things that you can put in your mouth that make you feel not yes, hungry. Yes, I, 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 I think that's a we, good we, um, we saw some babies on... We saw great babies. We so, saw... I'm, I'm probably, trying to think what day it was. The day's irrelevant. Uh, prob- freshly squeezed babies. Mm. Um, Beautifully healthy babies. Aye. So your brother Gav... You became an uncle for the second time. Yes, I did. Gav has it, had I, his first I one. fucking melt when I say I'm on. I, I, I get overcome with emotion. Uh, I, I mean, she is gorgeous. As is, uh, should say, Can and I met I met Can's baby for the first time and I was just like, this is me pal. Aye. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 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 Eli's me pal's mate. Aye. <laughs> 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 uh, aye. So, like, like I got, a, I got a photo of me and Karen. And I was just like, I'm gonna have so many good times with these two men. Like, it's gotta be mint. Me and Karen were thinking about that. So, a friend of mine, one of my childhood friends. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name on the podcast yet because they're not. They've not announced that they're pregnant yet, but they've told us that they are. But uh, they're, they're they're pregnant, and uh, by the time me and Karen get married in 2023, this baby, which is due later on this year will be like one and a half by the time the wedding's on and obviously the baby's invited to the wedding because mm. um, me and Cara are like, kids can come to the wedding, we're going to set up a massive crash, but we don't want people that we love not be able to come because their kids, who we also love, yeah. might ruin the thing. We're like, no, fucking bring all your kids, we can give a shit, we'll set up a fucking bouncy castle, we a thing in there. But there's a, there's a person that doesn't exist yet that I love to bits that's going to be at my wedding. Aye. And that's mad. This, this, is, this is what it is. It's exactly what it is, right? With, uh, with Jack and Ela, right? They've, they've become front and centre in this group that's hard to get into. Aye. Like, I've, I, I'm long on the tooth now for making new friends sometimes. Like, I will make new friends, right? But as far as, like, me core group guys, I've, I've got too much history with people for anybody to fucking jump the queue yeah. on this group Aye. of friends, right? You've got you've got at least a decade's worth of fucking solid being me mate Aye. before you can get anywhere near the top the, 25. The top 25 Aye. of my friendship group, right? And they have just fucking come into the world and they're instantly right at the front and centre of my uh, world. Aye, they just take fucking priority, man. And then also, oh, it's very, very... They better be sound. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, still, they were they were the babies when they're at that stage. It's the time of uh, of I mean, I was about to say I feel sorry for the for the dads. Obviously, the priority of my, all my sympathy goes towards the mothers and the horrendous. Like I've heard so many horrific birth stories in the past six months, just because so many of our friends are popping out stuff. And there's complications as they always are. All the mothers are now healthy and fine, but you just hear even these. the ones that are like relatively. And I don't want to use the word easy. Even the ones that are re- relatively free of complication Matt, sound horrendous. But they're just like, so yeah, just, baby's head's a bit too big, so we're going to cut your vagina to your asshole with this pair of scissors. And you're like, fuck, they did what? They did who to what? Where? I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw them do that in the Edinburgh dungeon. Like, that's something that we out there... <laughs> that's bacon hair. <laughs> this is... Um, it's... Aye, what women go through from the stories I've heard. Because, man, I, haven't, I had a bit that I really liked doing 
where just after a woman's given birth to their friends to me and they're talking about it. And I'm like, can you, ju- can you just be honest with me in it? It doesn't actually hurt, right? So it's just like, while you're down there, the nurse comes in and she whispers in your ear, we need you to make a big kick and fuss about this because it's the only way we can get sympathy out of those rock hard bastards back there. So just fucking ham it up. If you, have you ever, have you ever watched Animal Planet? Have you ever seen a giraffe get birth? Do they fucking scream? Uh, it's the biggest pact of all time. Ah, uh, it's the biggest pact. We're it's... all in on it. We're just gaslighting the men into thinking this is shit. I've, I've really lost the ability to do that bit over the past couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't even just take your tongue in your cheek. Even, no. though, even though you know, even though you know it's not true. It's, you I've... know it's not true, and that's why it's funny, right? You can't even just. Like, joke about it. My three, it's not. It's not. It's not for joking about. My three-minute stupid skip from my own amusement doesn't trump your sixteen-hour labour. <laughs> like uh, even close. I got a. I got a fucking death. An actual death stare off Natalie for cracking a joke, which was clearly a joke. But it was um, about how exhausted everybody was after the childbirth mm. with like uh, with Khan and Amy and uh, mm. Gavin Ali, and they just were in such a daze. For the first week of this child's life, because mm-hmm. the, like Khan was gone, you start the season on minus ten points. The period are just fucking so drained Aye. that like if you were if you started off with a fighting chance of like being awake and alert and your decision making's on point, you'd be fine. So I guess Natalie, like, so what have we learned then? While you're giving birth, I would have to be like having a spa day, get some rest, <laughs> just so that at least when the baby gets here, you can get to bed and I feel fresh as fuck. <laughs> Put that out there oh. with a fucking just uh, just a tongue in cheek joke, right? <laughs> but as if I was th- the joke was that I'm thinking with the right side of my brain that's logical and rational, oh, which because it would be the right thing to be really, <laughs> right? But just even the even the joke of not having solidarity as she went through that was uh, was like know. she was just looking at us like he, he, even if you're joking, it's a fucking dumb joke like that. <laughs> <laughs> I the sympathy. I, I know I was. Uh, that sounded like I was talking. Like um, Natalie was pregnant, and when you said one of my friends is pregnant, but I don't want to say their name yet, I just want to make it absolutely clear here: I'm not pregnant. <laughs> well, I've got some news for you. Uh, <laughs> Natalie probably would tell you first. Uh, no, no, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I should tell you. I uh, fair enough. I was just going to say, like, the symp- I feel really sympathy sympathy for like. Dads, in the first, like, month to two months of that baby being born, it does not give a fucking shit about anyone other than mum. Because that's food. It's the life source. That's Aye. it. That's it. And as as the and again, this is not <laughs> really comparable to what women go through. That's not the comparison I'm making here. But, like, you're so excited. You wait nine months. You read all the fucking books and you're ready. This is ready to be a fucking dad. And then there's times when your wife just has to go to bed because she's tired and she's exhausted and everything. And you're just there with this baby just staring at you being like, who the fucking shit are you? Uh, like, what's this? And Gav, I was talking to Gav. because you're, just, just, you're just a car seat. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> you're just the other one that helps occasionally. But Gav and Milo had said the same thing as well. And he's like, it's the second you get the first smile out of them. Uh-huh. The second they smile at you, the dad, you, and that's after like six, seven, eight, nine weeks, whatever it is, that's when you go, oh, okay, there's now, now I'm getting more of the fucking instincts here as opposed to yeah. you know there's an exploding ball of shit that cries that thinks I'm a cunt uh, <laughs> I, I helped make it but I right. keep saying that to him but he doesn't seem to understand right, my sole role seems to be to keep it away from its food source <laughs> right. yeah. why, why, why are you letting her lay down she's making more milk you ungrateful little shit I can't explain um, to everyone that's come out to our shows over the past couple of weeks, thank you very much. They've been socially distanced in the UK, but yeah. fucking hell. Thanks it's... for making them fun. Aye. Because they shouldn't be fun. They really shouldn't. Like the, the Time Theatre gigs, the Leeds gigs, the Manchester gigs especially, they've all just been so... They've been 25% capacity, but the rooms have fucking felt You know full. what? We've, we've looked out from the wings and seen how, many em- how much empty space there is. Even though it's sold out within the limits... Um, we'll look out and go I think was it the Newcastle one where I went imagine this wasn't lockdown and we looked out and saw that oh man it'd be, yeah. it would be fucking literal devastation wouldn't Aye, it absolutely it, would, be, it would, would take us back 10 years you would feel like a failure you would be like oh god why like, we got, how did we get this so wrong <laughs> <laughs> where, where did we lose everybody um, but I just the, the fact is it shouldn't be good but there's been so much fun people have made up for the empty space Aye. with the 
goodwill in the room. We've got more shows coming up. We've got Portsmouth on June 17th. Uh, we've got two shows in Brighton on uh, June the 19th. There's another Newcastle show. Oh, nice. We go back to the Tank Theatre. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, 23rd, uh, two is shows that, in Bristol. Is that a mistake? I don't know. Maybe they maybe split it into five gigs and they couldn't get all five in that weekend. I mean, we'll have to fucking check the schedule. I didn't think we were. Aye, this is, this is one for what, agent. Uh, but, uh, aye, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so Tank Theatre. We've also got Barnard Castle in the North East, haven't we? Uh, yes, on July the 3rd after Halifax on the 2nd. Nice. And also, let's plug the Patreon. Uh, oh, th- yeah. Thank you to all the parents who have already signed up. Um, you're driving this podcast. These wouldn't be happening as frequently as they are without you. And uh, I hope you're enjoying the bonus contest- content you get every Thursday. So thank you to you and also anybody else that's considering and you're sitting on the fence. I think now's a good time to do it. There you go. Right, you didn't do your homework, did you? Well, I was busy digging it and you fucking yeah. snitched on us. Remember mm-hmm. at the beginning when you when you snitched and you cut us off? I've maybe wrote two. Uh, your dad lights candles by lighting his farts from a distance. His record is 3.5 meters, but it was only uh, lit for a second before his diarrhea snuffed it. And, <laughs> and that's what he thinks snuff films are. <laughs> your dad sprayed pesticide on his plants and now he can't go anywhere near them. <laughs> Your dad breeds kittens, but when they're freshly born, he rubs them on his shirt to produce static electricity to stick them to the ceiling. And any that don't land on their feet, he sells as dogs. (laughs) Your dad shows his teeth to people when he's angry, but more like a dog eating peanut butter kind of way. (laughs) Your dad sits down in elevators because he's scared of heights. (laughs) Your dad microdoses Viagra, so he lives in a constant state of (laughs) semi-on. Semillon Blanc. <laughs> Semillon Blanc, what's his nickname? Uh, your dad thinks wet dreams are the ones where you wake up crying and he keeps bragging about them. Still got a baby, 50 years old, still having wet dreams. <laughs> and uh, your dad meditates to the sounds of babies crying. Oh, God. <laughs> Look that man up immediately. Oh, Right, fuck off. Uh, you need to click stop on that. Oh, so-